0: I was like, I don't know why I'm crying, stop crying. And then I was like, Kelsey's gonna sense that I'm crying and I'm gonna throw off the energy of the room. Like those are, I was like really afraid that I was like- So much anxiety. I know, I was like some beam of like negative energy that you were like scanning and you're like that one over there.
1: Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey
0: to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine.
1: Hey, listeners, we are so excited for you guys to listen to this episode with one of my favorite spiritual empowerment coaches, Kelsey Patel. We had the pleasure of having a Reiki session with her live at the Good Fest this past week. August? Was it this Mm -hmm. August, Liz? Yeah, and it was an experience. Like you will hear all about it. Liz has a meltdown. Like everybody's crying. It was very intense. So, like I mentioned, Kelsey is a spiritual empowerment coach, a healer, and an entrepreneur. And she's very dedicated to helping her clients live vibrant, joy-filled, and abundant lives. She does this through public speaking. She works um, with you privately doing private Reiki sessions and emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. If you guys haven't heard much about tapping, um, we talk a little bit about it in this episode and how you can sort of tap into that sort of healing energy work. Um, and she just does intuitive healing through modalities like crystals and new moon workshops and all of the stuff. So Kelsey is truly, truly a light. And she even gave Liz like she was- a- mini session like she was channeling something. yeah and
0: said this message to me that I really needed to hear when I needed to hear it it was
1: spot <sighs> on. It was like 100 percent. at the end of this episode we do a short breathwork exercise so if you are driving pause it do it later or if you are right at home I would recommend like closing your eyes and getting cozy with this episode with Kelsey Patel But before we hop into this episode, I am going to be sponsoring this week's episode in the spirit of like intuition and spirituality. I have been offering private and group tarot reading sessions, and they have become like quickly one of my most favorite ways to connect with all of you guys, as well as my current coaching clients. Um, So if you have ever had a tarot reading before, maybe you are just interested in trying it out for the first time. If you are local to Columbus, you can come on over to my apartment and we can do a reading, or I also offer readings over Zoom. So if you um, have been interested in diving into the spiritual world and connecting to your intuition, connecting to the guidance of the universe— Reach out to me. You can catch me on um, Instagram at Nourished with Nina, as well as through email, nourishedwithnina at gmail.com. And I will give all listeners a 10% off for a group or private tarot reading session.
0: All right. Well, let's head on into this episode with the always lovely Kelsey Patel.
1: All right, guys. Today, we are talking with Kelsey Patel, who I am just so excited. And even told Liz I was a little bit nervous. I don't really get nervous for podcast episodes anymore. And I texted her. And I was like, I'm like slightly nervous. Because it's going to be so Kelsey good. Today. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's because I've been listening to you on other podcasts for a long time. The first time I heard you was on Jordan Younger's podcast. And I you were on hers a couple of times. But every time I listen to an episode, I'm like, I just, I feel so connected and I just love your message. And then we met you at the Good Fest, which was really fun recently. And I also heard your podcast on that So Retrograde not too long ago. And I have to say, me and Liz both are not like huge plane fans. And we were on the plane and I was listening to your episode and it like grounded me. I was in the air, but <laughs> I, I just felt wow. much more grounded and just connected. I always try and listen to something spiritual when I'm flying. So I'm like, you know what? I just, whatever happens, happens. And I'm like protected always. And that was you on my last flight. So thank you for that. Oh, that makes me so happy. (laughs) So I'm so happy that you are finally on our podcast and that we can share your wonderful wisdom with our listeners.
2: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I love you are a small and mighty (laughs) being because I have not, you know, even after we met, I like couldn't get you out of my mind because, and it was Uh. like this energy of like, and, and what I'm so excited about is that I'm, I guess we'll use your podcast today as my official announcement that I am starting a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, but I couldn't get you out of my head. And it was like, and I was like, Fuck! Like this chick is like <laughs> small and mighty with her energy. Like she knows. Oh, I love that. She knows shit because you kept saying like <laughs> you've got to start your own podcast. You've got to start your own podcast. My husband is a podcast producer, and yeah, they, and I had already heard of your husband through Jordan, um, mm-hmm. the Balance Bond, and through um, Britt and Tara from Elevate the Globe. Yeah, and anyways, yeah, I really just loved that. I got it was almost like I needed you to be that force in my life at that moment because I have so many um, fears and reservations about starting a podcast, all that like unworthiness and like who, mm-hmm. who would want to listen. And I, I am on podcasts a lot because I love the, the medium and the way that they connect with people. So all that is to say, I'm so happy that uh, we're here today recording yeah. this and also to have had all the ways that we came together, sort of like all the different energies kept coming at me to <laughs> to have met you and you were the final catalyst for yeah. me. Be, all right, fuck it. I have no more excuses.
1: <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. I know it's it's like weird how things will pop up throughout the years and connect you to people. I also have to give a huge shout out to our friend Sam who does the show notes for the podcast because she was the one that was like, you need to go talk to Kelsey. And yeah, she was. She
0: was. You need to was.
1: like tell her to start a podcast cuz the fact that you say you're you were nervous about it to me and I'm sure Liz we're like what? Like you are have this you wonderful were so following. Great at the Good Fest like Oh my gosh, yeah. So great. Liz, I looked over at you when she was doing the Reiki cuz I, I jumped sobbing. on the stage and you were sobbing. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not going to cry. Like, I just, I was, I had that mindset. I'm like, I'm not going to cry. And then this girl next to me, like, put her hand on my knee. And I just felt this overwhelming energy of all the girls on the stage. And then I looked out and, like, Liz just had tears streaming down her face. And I was like, this is so powerful. Like, it was just all of these things bringing us together. It was wonderful. What was it like for you, Liz? I had this, so I've, that was my first experience with Reiki
0: ever. Mm -hmm. And I know Nina had had it before. So I was like, A, I was kind of nervous. And B, I had this fear. No, I, I was crying. Like, I couldn't stop. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. Stop crying. And then I was like, Kelsey's going to sense that I'm crying and I'm going to throw off the energy of the room. Like those are. (laughs) I was like really afraid that I was like... So much anxiety. I know. I was like some beam of like negative energy that you were like scanning and you're like that one over there. I did not
1: know, Liz, that you felt that way until just now. You did not mention that at all. Oh, I thought I did. No.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's so the opposite of that, Liz, actually, is when you're crying in those moments, you're actually... Releasing and moving energy, which is the whole. It's not. I, I don't do those events just to be like. How many people are going to cry? <laughs> you know, it's not that. It's more like when we're in that sensation of breath and being together and mm-hmm. opening, and it's almost like your. Um, how can I describe it? It's almost like it's your drawbridge coming down. It's like, hmm. oh, I'm safe to be here. I'm safe to be seen here. I'm safe to feel here, and It's that opening of, to me, it's really that opening of allowing yourself that space to be held and to be receiving, right? Because we walk around every day and all of us, to some degree, we have to put on like an armor to go out in the world and to go out into, you could be going to the store, you could be going to meetings, you could be whatever it is. And so I feel like when we're in spaces like that, and and most of us don't know each other, it's giving each other this opportunity to say, hey, I don't know you, but I also know you. Like mm-hmm. I don't know your story. I don't know where you live. I don't know if you're married. I don't know if you have kids. I don't know all these different things about you, but I also am a woman in this world and I know you. And so the fact that you gave yourself permission to cry to me is just an in, it's indicative of your willingness that you were willing that day to feel and to be seen and to receive what was there.
0: Oh, that makes me feel so much better because I was like… When I did feel better when I saw like… I opened my eyes and I'm like, oh, so we're all crying here. Yeah, yeah. But in a moment when I'm like closing my eyes, I'm like, it's just me sobbing like a baby. I'll buy my lonesome. But yeah, no, I, 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 that makes me feel good that I wasn't like broken or something. No,
2: at all, Or sending off sister, like a negative you aura. Were in, you were in spirit with all of us.
1: I also remember when we had to get up and dance around the room… Like, you oh. were, like, not feeling that. And that's usually pretty uncomfortable for me, too. Um, as open as I feel like I am when it comes to, like, movement sometimes or, like, using my body, I get uncomfortable. And that was the first time I started to feel kind of weird. But I was just like, just go with it. Just do it. And I think because you hadn't, like, released yet, you were mm-hmm. feeling so, like, uncomfortable. I actually and had, then like, a mild panic rape, attack.
0: Yeah, When I was and dancing,
1: I, I was like, and I sensed that from you. I was like, oh yeah. Like that's her energy right now. But then I think when she started Reiki, you were just like, let it go. Like you're just like,
0: yeah. I gotta
1: release be, uh, it.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's no, and the thing is, is we all, you know, and for people listening too, it's like, so at this, at the good fest, we, I was very fortunate to be able to speak and to and really whenever I get up on stage, which is the, even right now when I'm doing a podcast, like my feet are absolutely sweating and my hands are absolutely sweating. Anytime that I'm in this format of um, speaking or sharing or whatever it is, it my body just starts to like become part of the whole experience. Like I'll have to for sure go change my shirt after this podcast. It's a really cute shirt, which sucks, but whatever. So anytime that like, even on at the good fest, I don't ever know what I'm going to say, which is why it's also exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Because to me, that feels... There's a time and a place to have, I think, prepared. Like we talked about with today, sometimes you have questions, but then there's also that element of you have questions if you need to go back onto something to back up. But also just being in flow together to me is where it's at, right? Because that's... Truest divine connection and creation when we're just both in the state of being together, all three of us. And that was what the Good Fest was. Like I had no idea what to expect that day, where everybody was gonna be at, and just allowing myself to open up and to be with all of you guys. And that's how to me that's where the most powerful experiences come through, is because it's not contrived, it's not being manipulated. I don't have an agenda. It's like being in that space at the same time together exactly how we are.
1: Yeah, it's so powerful. Me and Liz found when we first started the podcast, like for example, we would jot down questions and it made us more nervous. And now we rarely do because we just find like when we're in the moment, I feel like podcasting is one of the best ways to get yourself just in the moment and to listen and to just go with conversation and to like be really care and be passionate about whatever you're talking about. It's like one of the best meditative practices and like bonding experiences I've ever had. Yeah, for sure. That's incredible. You're going to love it too when you finally do it. You
2: guys, are so nervous. (laughs) I don't know why. I feel like, I guess kind of like what you were saying, Liz, it's like, I think it's just my ego's way of keeping me in that fear-based mentality of like, well, what if nobody listens? Like, who am I to have a podcast and do something where people would want to listen to me? And it's kind of like, it's very similar to what you were saying about being at the good fest and not wanting to cry and like put your energy into it is it's as if, I don't know. I, I think I deal with this like overall perpetual energy, which says to me, like it basically comes down to worthiness. Like, am I worthy of having a podcast in the same way for you? It may have been, tell me if this is right, but I'm just going to speak for a second. It's like, As if you you didn't go in, because another person's mindset might go into that event and be like, I'm gonna cry because I have the ability, like, I'm here and I paid for this, and like, I'm gonna move this energy because, like, this is what I need right now. Your energy was different in the sense that it was like, oh my God, am am I ruining this experience? Like, am I bringing an energy that's not going to be helpful, which is the equivalent to, when I come and do things like when I show up to anything, like I have to make sure that I'm doing good and being good and giving good to this experience. But the truth is, that's actually not that's not accurate. Like you get to show up and be however you are, wherever you are, and you don't have to perform or give or create that comfort space for anyone. Does that make sense?
0: It's powerful. That gave you me like, like
2: goosebumps. really
1: spoke. You like really spoke to live yeah
2: yeah, because, and I would ask you as well, is there something, and you can say yes or no, and we can also talk this offline um, was there something with your parents that made you when you were growing up like was there codependency was there anything? was there anything that came up for you in the space of like needing to do good or be good or not disrupt something.
0: Oh, that's like my whole life. Like, yeah, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> very like,
0: uh-huh. make sure. I mean, very perfectionist. To make sure I'm following all the rules, respecting all authorities. Like, always good. Mm-hmm. So, and how's that working it's out for not, you? It has not historically <laughs> worked out very well for me. Um, I so I just turned thirty like a few days ago. And oh, so Saturn returns is
1: coming up. Yeah.
0: oh yes yeah, I feel like that's been like my biggest wake-up call in the last year. It's just like all of the stuff that I thought was really serving me. I'm like, it's really not serving me and like how do I unravel this and completely reprogram my brain the way it's been working for like 27 years or however long that
2: I want you to start believing that anytime you walk into a space anywhere, your house, an airplane, a party, a friend's birthday, a meeting. I want you to walk into any single space that you go into from now on and give yourself the full permission that you are allowed to take up space in this world. That it is your divine birthright to take space, to allow yourself to be seen and to take up space in any fucking
0: room. I love that. I'm going to do yes. it. So i nice. like, yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like this is yeah. stuff Mina says to me like pretty consistently. <laughs> As the person who knows <laughs> but me most helps intimately. it from other people but, too. Well, me. It, does. It, doesn't know me. it does.
2: Right, because I don't know you in that way at all. Like I'm just channeling a message that's not even me saying it. It's like something greater than all mm-hmm. of us that wants to come through, which is like, you have, it is a divine birthright for you to take up fucking space in this mm-hmm. world. And in fact, we need you to take up space in this world because the space that you're not taking up, you're allowing someone else more power and to be bigger than they actually need to be.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would say that
2: to... Ooh, that was just totally channeled. It actually gave me chills. That's a message for everyone. If you're someone... Somebody's got to write this down. <laughs> if you're someone who tends to shy away and be in that state of weariness, of not wanting to take up space we need you to get inside your body and to become that empowered, emboldened, bright light that you are. You know you are, mm-hmm. but we need you to practice the energy of expanding and opening that because if you're not taking up that space and it's you almost succumbing and allowing someone else to take it up for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speak for me in ways that aren't my thoughts and beliefs, like...
1: Like 100. I'm like so, I like I'm so with everything she said right now for you, Liz. And also, I remember after that experience when we both like the Good Fest was over and we were grabbing drinks. Remember I looked at you and oh I my was like— God, that was the most touching moment I've ever had in my life. I don't know where it came from. It was just like— It came out of me and I was like, Liz, like I just need you to know that I know you have like all of these insecurities, but I think you are like the most brilliant, like smart, funny person. And this is why I love you so much. And I wish that you just would see yourself the way that I see you. I don't know where you it said came from, but it was like— You were like, I know you want to be like—
0: you think that all that matters is like what you do, but like I see you for who you are, and I was like, I don't then even I remember kept exactly what I more. Think. I was like, oh my god, that's the sweetest thing anyone. But ever then said. we had
1: our moment, and then we got a drink, and then we were good. yeah, <laughs> like after that. <laughs> it's very cathartic, it, Kelsey. It
2: was very <laughs> yeah. cathartic. That's but that's honestly that's why I do this work. Is it's truly not for. I think anyone, whenever someone gets up on stage, it can be very easy to believe that there's like that they have some program or an agenda, and I don't even mean it in a bad way. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like let me let me lecture at you, Mm -hmm. let me tell you truth, and it's like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." but but then there are also times where someone is really sharing incredible information, and it's a learning, and it's a it's a lesson, and there's something to absorb from it. And for me, when I do any of the speaking or teaching movement classes or whatever. It's like, I'm really there because I need it just as much as anyone. And I'm not doing it to be like, everyone in the audience, like, please receive all these goods. Mm. Well, it has <laughs> nothing to do with that. It's me. Like, it's my way of being like, Hey, me too. Like, I have anxiety. I get really insecure. I have worthiness stuff. I question myself often. I've had a lot of physical pain in my life. I've had traumas. I've had guilt. I've been guilt-ridden. Like I've had all these different things. When I am up on stage speaking with people, it's like, I just want to speak in a way that if I was the one sitting in the audience, like it'd be that reminder of like, Oh, shit. There are other people feeling yeah. that way too and I'm safe to feel what I feel. And that doesn't mean that my feelings are going to break me mm-hmm. or that my feelings aren't going to like make me a lesser light or make me not be able to do all the things that I want to do in the world. It's actually when I'm in my feelings, that is my empowerment to go out into the world. Even though it can be a little scary to like wear your heart on your sleeve
1: everything that we've been doing as far as like coaching and like both of us have gotten into this and starting the podcast, we have this conversation with somebody else too. It's like, the whole reason we're doing this is because we've had our own experience and it's because we want to share those experiences. And i found that the people that I connect to, I, there's like, seems to be two different groups of people for me. There's like those motivational speakers that I feel like really put off by. Like, they're almost like invading me. Like, do yeah. this, do this. Or like, you just don't want to do this because you're just not at that level where you're ready to just transform it's your like life. It's like shame, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that group of people. And then there's… um like all the people that I relate to now, like The Good Fest and you and Jordan and where I've like listened to their stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, like if you have gone through this and you still struggle with this and this is the, the stuff that you're putting out into the world, well, that gives me the confidence then to know that it's within me too. And I like even working with clients, it's like, I still go through this, but I struggle with like, if I'm still going through this, like how am I supposed to help other people type mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I-, I- them. yeah and I and Liz has mentioned that too and I always try and remind myself like just you saying I struggle with this and I have worthiness issues and whatever it's like a, such a good reminder that you don't have to have it all put together to do big things or just like help people
2: and in fact I would even say like please don't because mm-hmm. if you do have it all quote-unquote together then I believe that there's Again, it's I don't know, you know togetherness is, it's more of, there are a lot of people that I look at and I get really inspired by. Um, and I think there's an old school way of teaching. My friend Ryan Weiss and I, he um, is an incredible human and teacher in Los Angeles. We did an eight episode series podcast called Break Up With Your Bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But he and I have talked a lot because he's sort of in the like, he's more in the whole like, Community of spirituality than I think I was really ever was. And Ryan has said stuff to me before that, like, there's a lot of these teachers that are older, which God bless them for paving path and allowing this work to be in the world. But there was also sort of almost a belief system that they had to kind of cloak all of their own problems and issues and mm-hmm. everything order to be seen and received out in the world and we're talking maybe 20 years ago which makes a lot of sense to me that sort of the the teachings back then or the coaches and the speakers and stuff it was more of a mindset back then of look at me I do have it together and if you follow this program and protocol you too get here and I think where a lot of the teachers that are in the millennial category and sort of coming up right now is like, here's the veil. Like, let me pull it back. I want you to see what life really looks like. And also I am excited to be here today and to speak with you about the reality of being human and that it can kind of be a journey and it's not always easy. And here's what I've done or here's what works for me to deal with those times that are really hard or really murky and keep going and not believe that somehow I have to now tuck myself under the covers and stay away from the world until I'm better again.
1: Well, whenever you have, like when you were explaining that, it's like whenever you have such black and white thinking like you have this is how it is to live like a perfect quote unquote life Mm it's so like that's not a sustainable. And so when something goes wrong, then you start to like your ego gets in the way and you're like, I'm a failure. Like I'll never be good enough. And I find that that's really where the challenge comes in is like, no, like things are going to happen. Like we're not going to be perfect all the time. Our body always can't be in perfect balance and we're going to have anxiety. And yeah. So it's just when I hear people that are preaching that, I'm like, that can't be like, we. (laughs) we, yeah, we can't be perfect. It's not going to happen. I think we honestly, I was going to say, I
0: think like I've been reading a lot because I do marketing in my full-time job and I've been reading a lot. Oh, I need your help. (laughs) I I do very (laughs) niche marketing for financial institutions, so I don't know how helpful that is. (laughs) Um, But I've been reading about how like the younger generation how much easier they can sniff through the BS on like social media advertisements, for instance. Like they just, yes. they ignore it. They see right through it. And I think it's kind of the same thing when someone's putting out there like, I'm perfect, I'm great, I have it all together. Maybe we're just really cynical, <laughs> but I feel like we're by default like, no, you don't. I know you don't because yeah. you're human. Yeah. <laughs> I right. I see, I see yeah. through you. And it makes, for me, it makes me less likely to want to interact with that person because I can't relate to them. I can't relate Mm -hmm. to perfection. It's it's like,
2: there are certain people that I follow on Instagram and it's like my guilty pleasure. And it also makes me like, what the fuck? Because then I go to bed (laughs) and I'm like, I'm not as good as, I don't have those two really pretty, perfect kids. I don't have all those nice clothes. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to have those red carpets. Like what is wrong with my life? (laughs) And it's ridiculous by the way, because I feel very lucky and grateful and blessed my life in so many ways and i also know that i've worked to get here it hasn't mm-hmm. wasn't just like oh i'm just going to walk down the street and like let everything come to me like i've had to work and i don't just mean physical laborious work i mean mental and emotional work i've had to work to get to a place of being willing to be in a receiving state and willing to give myself space and time to nourish and nurture my body after it's been whammied through too many plane rides and too many travel trips. But the point is, is when it's very easy to look at these people who, by the way, my friends remind me that you're only seeing the parts of their life that they want you to see. Mm-hmm. Isn't it yeah. interesting that you never see that baby crying? Isn't it interesting that you never see... And so, again, I say it only to say our minds are very, very manipulative and tricky. And it's interesting how if someone is creating this reality, whether or not it's through marketing or in their own way of marketing themselves on Instagram or social media, how you can still believe this nugget of perfection does exist mm-hmm. because of what they are putting into their your mind by watching them or whatever it is and so it's to me it's more of i have to have this really beautiful and compassionate awareness with myself that so that i don't get sucked into like you're saying these marketing campaigns to make me believe that something exists that i actually know in real life experience does not exist yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be aware of people that i uh, that i have an ad- admiration of or that I like to put on a pedestal and I put them on a pedestal they aren't doing it to me mm-hmm. I've put them on this pedestal so that my ego can once again tell me I'm not good enough I'm not mm-hmm. achieving enough I'm not being enough and that's my own program.
0: How yeah, do you Yeah, I'm trying to work through that too. As someone so obviously you're on social media a lot like your Instagram is very wonderful and I love looking at Thank it. You. Um how do you, like with that in mind, how do you, find, I'm always curious how people find balance in social media when like, particularly a lot of their business reputation is on that channel, but then we see the negative effects of that comparison. Like, how do you find balance? Well, my the truthful answer is I don't. Um, and I I would actually
2: question any, every person that I know that's very big on social media, I can tell you from firsthand experience from sharing beds with them on travel trips and influencer trips and other things, like they don't. There is no balance in my personal opinion. I think we are all striving for balance. But every person I know has a weird fucked up relationship with their social media. So I would just put it out there that... I think everyone is striving for balance, but I don't think that there's a one-size-fits-all model for that balance. So to me, what I've done, and like I mean, I've done times where I've done 45 days of no social media at all. I did it for lunch last year and it was awesome. And then I've done times where I can tell my my addiction is stirring where i just am picking up my phone for no fucking reason
1: yeah i'm so and over that in my own
2: I'm life I'm so over it Ugh. and, so, and it, it's not just social media i'll all of a sudden i'll just be in a moment of nothing and i'll pick up my phone yeah. and check my email check my yes social
1: media. oh my gosh and i'm like what am i doing nothing has changed in five i find myself days. at red lights like i what my phone was in my bag and yeah. i stopped at a red light and i was like like I want to check my phone in every dull moment and I know it's a problem. I've talked about it like numerous times on the podcast. I just like finding the balance of like uh using it for work, but then I'm just like it's my crutch all of a sudden yeah, when I have yeah. zero things going on. I don't think yeah. we
0: like being I think we're so not used to there being nothing. Like I was at the airport, yes. that was where it was. I was at the airport recent this weekend, and I noticed myself like keep reaching for it. And I kept I was consciously trying to be like stop. No, but like the number of times I had to like like a little kid like slap my own hand like no yeah just be here just look at the planes out the yes. window it's fine like
2: yep it's sad and I would say that's when a practice comes in really handy so for me if I see or watch myself because I'll you know there is this line and then sometimes I go over the line and then I'm sort of in the In the energy of total anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so then at that point, now I have to do extra, extra to get back into alignment. So then I might do an EFT video or EFT for anxiety to just like move some energy around. And then I'll do, I'll try to do like 10 to 20 minutes of breathing and a meditation. And it'll take me sometimes 15 minutes of the 20 minute meditation to fight Mm -hmm. with myself and. I have it. And then all of a sudden at minute 17 or something like that, I've finally dropped it mm-hmm. and I finally surrendered and let go. And so, you know, I would say with social media, to me, it's more like, I actually love it. I mean, part of the reason I'm, I am addicted, not a, uh, yeah, I guess on certain days, it's more of an addiction than others. Part of the reason I love it is because I actually love my community and I mm-hmm. love I actually love getting DMs. I love getting I love when people comment on photos. I love putting out messages of what I put out in the world which is just realness. And I actually love doing the videos because it's me and my real life and it's and I always imagine my parents are very darling and sweet, and they live in North Dakota. And I know that my parents, my brother and sister get annoyed about it. They Mm -hmm. wake up every morning and drink coffee and watch my Instagram stories. And so For me, it's actually, it's a big source of joy, but even joy is an addiction. So I have to be aware that even though I really love it and I want to be on it and I want to do it, I also have to look at, what else am I avoiding right now? Mm-hmm. where if like, I procrastinating, because that's often the answer is yes, I am. And is there another, <laughs> is there something else right now that I need or that I'm wanting that I'm not giving myself permission to have because of my ego or because of whatever? And so am I using social media as, a, as an excuse or as a crutch to not do some of these other things that I know are good for me? Like meditation, like just having lunch without any technology near me and just enjoying the taste of food and chewing my food and you know just watching the birds or going for a walk or going to work out like what am I using it to not do?
1: Mm -hmm. That's like very much what I need to start doing more often like I'll be like okay I procrastinate so much like I don't want to do something or it's like not coming to me quickly I just pick up my phone I'm like shoot
0: because you like can distract yourself you,
1: then you feel like you're doing something cuz you're i mean exactly. you are
0: technically you're like I'm busy right. I'm so busy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sitting I'm on my scrolling phone. right now <laughs> look
2: at all those DMs look at all these text <clears throat> messages me and my friends are sending to each other which have no real purpose at this moment we're not planning anything we're yeah. not
1: we're sending gifs. anything. <laughs> I yeah. like find myself like refreshing my email, and then like going to Facebook, and then going to Instagram, yeah. and like going to like checking my text. It's like a notification. I gotta turn off my notifications or something because oh then God, I see so it. Nice. I did that. that
2: is the I did
1: for a while, and That's then I put them back crazy. on.
2: Why? Oh, turn them off. Girl. <laughs> I know. The number one thing I tell people, even when I teach certain workshops, is you know, the human mind can only focus on, it's been scientifically shown and proven that our mind only has the ability to focus on one thing at a time. So people, especially women, believe that we're these amazing multitaskers. And actually Mm -hmm. what we're doing is breeding the energy of anxiety, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, because you're asking your mind to focus instead of, you think that you're focusing on a lot of things at once, but that's not true. You're actually quick firing And making your mind go from thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing. thing. So then you wonder why your heart and your breath has increased and that you're shortening the breath and you're not allowing this... The difference between your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system is you've now just riled your whole system up Mm -hmm. when you're doing that. And they've also shown... So anytime you're getting notifications, you're getting that that hit the same way... I can't remember the name of this... um, this gentleman, but he was on Bill Maher and he was talking about, they've actually shown, I think he works up in um, Silicon Valley and they've shown how the same trigger goes off in the brain that when you're, let's say you're in front of a jackpot or in front of a Las Vegas Mm. machine, it's the same. Good dopamine hit. Yeah, but it's the same hit that you're going after every time you look at your phone and have a notification. Mm -hmm. So. We have to be aware of these. It's very innate. It's not like any of us are, meaning we all have certain addictive behaviors. So we have to give ourselves that permission to treat it as diligently as one would want to treat an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction or a sex addiction. We have these other addictions that are looming that because society hasn't made us think that it's anything as perhaps terrible or as looming, then we kind of just keep going with it without giving a checks and balances to our whole system.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that reminds me almost with weight loss. It's like our society almost deems it good, but then we have like an addiction to lose weight and to, like, manipulate our body. And I'm like, just because we don't see this as a problem or, like, society is almost encouraging it, like, doesn't mean these aren't things we need to put in check. And, like, social media is becoming one of those things. It's, like, so common that we don't realize that it's really affecting our lives and our day-to-day. I think also, like, one
0: thing I try to remember is that Like, sometimes I get really down on myself about how I interact with social media and, like, why do you check notifications? Why are you doing this? Like, if, like, in the airport when I was, like, noticing myself. But then I also have to remember, like, these, like, the people that made these things, like, jackpots or, like, phone notifications, like, they were purposely trying to manipulate the human brain. Like, so don't be so mean to yourself because, like, there are companies and people out there that are trying to manipulate you for their own like monetary gain or whatever they're getting. Like food. yeah
2: Like food. Also, like Also dating apps. I watched this whole, I love geeking out on this stuff and I watched this whole um, documentary and in the documentary, it was the guy who I think started Tinder I, I've never been on them, so I actually don't know. Not because I wouldn't go on them. Just you're married. married. <laughs> <'Cause> yeah, <laughs> we hope <both> you're <laughs> not
0: on <Yeah>. them. <laughs> <Definitely>, <laughs> happily married.
2: Um, but meaning, when I watched the show, he was talking about how they have they do all these all this research, and they understood that the swipe part of it was similar. It put off a certain. I don't know if it's dopamine mm-hmm. but some trigger into the brain that allow that also makes them want to stay on the app longer because there's a reward system yeah. of that feeling. And so I would just caution all of us again like if you believe that you're you are in that trilogy of mind, body, spirit, that we have to be aware of what our mind is doing because that impacts our body and our emotions and our ability to be in the world. If you're aware of your physical body, which is, it's a temple. So what are you putting into it? How are you working with it? Are you moving it? Are you giving your body the ability to release energy and to move energy? And then your emotions, your spiritual side, your energetic body, So if you actually give yourself space when you're in the phone and you can feel your body changing, like you can, I can very much physically, my hands are getting very hot from the piece of technology, but it's like a wiry hot. It's not Mm like, "Mm, I'm touching... A tree or an animal, something that's alive and that has an energy like me, it's a very different energy if you're aware of it in your hands. And it's the same with watching too much TV, you'll probably start to get a headache or your body just feels sluggish and everything feels yucky. So we have to be our own checks and balances because I think one of you said it, it's like you do have to treat yourself and have an... adult also who has your best interest in mind living with you at all times. Mm-hmm. So when you're going for that phone, you can be like, mm, is that necessary? Because if it was your child, you'd be like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. you've been on your phone, get off, get off your phone. That's so we have to give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to be our own best interested adult. It's in each of us, right? You could call it your spirit, your higher self. We always have a knowing. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to give it permission to speak when you don't want to hear it.
0: Can you um, it. T- I know you referenced a little bit ago about um EFT. Can you, for any yeah. listeners that maybe don't know what that is, can you elaborate on that and your work with EFT? Yes, a thousand percent. So EFT is
2: stands for emotional freedom technique. It is a technique, it's I would say it's a newer technique compared to meditation and a lot of the other practices that we have. EF in EFT you're using different parts of the body, you're using your dominant hand to tap on different parts of the body. And as you're tapping, you're really if you equate sort of if you look at acupuncture, right? They're putting needles into certain places in the body to bring really great flow and energy back into the body, right? Opening up the channels. And in EFT, we're tapping on these different acupressure points in the body where, not the whole body, it's usually just the upper body. You're tapping on these different points in the body where we hold a lot of memory or storage. It's Think of an area where a lot of nerves come together. There's going to be a lot of energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you're tapping on these different places. And as you're tapping, sometimes I just tap and I'm internally saying, The words that go with EFT. So a lot of times if you work with a practitioner, you're going to be vocalizing these words as well. So you're moving both mental energy, the physical energy, and that can also be the spiritual energy as well. So when I tap, and I'll do group tapping with people um, in workshops or one-on-one when I did one-on-one clients, it would be even though, and then you would state the thing. So if it's physical pain or if it's anxiety, even though I have all of this anxiety right now. I deeply and profoundly choose to love and accept myself or choose to release it or choose to trust that I am safe to let go now. So you're allowing these new... It's almost like new programming to come in, but you're acknowledging the thing. So it's not needing to ignore it or put a Band-Aid on it. You're really acknowledging the pain, the overwhelm, the anxiety, the sadness, the the frustration, like if you're pissed off at something, even though I'm so angry right now, I deeply and profoundly accept, love it, choose to love and accept myself.
1: Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How do you explain to people the concept of like emotions being held in your body because uh-huh. it wasn't until I really started getting into this work where I've like done Reiki or I've tried acupuncture. I I need to work on tapping because I've like kind of tried it, but I haven't I really done it yet. Really, my I'm yeah. working with a coach right now who's like gave me an assignment to do it and I still haven't done it yet. I don't know why. I just like need you're to get into it. tapping. What was well, that? To be honest, you're avoiding it. Yeah. But avoiding it. Interesting.
0: interesting. I, so I have not tapped but I um so I get a lot of flight anxiety by a mm-hmm. lot. I mean like a tremendous amount like to where I'll cry and sob and rock back and forth like a crazy oh, person Bubba. if there's turbulence. <laughs> but one of the things I noticed is I tap like mm-hmm. I and I don't know if that's like ah. a subconscious like I'm tr- like I know there's energy and I'm trying to release it. But I like, I've never tapped before. And the last time I had really bad flight anxiety, I was like, why am I tapping on my wrist so much? It was like oh, repeatedly my wrist. I don't know if that means Interesting. anything. But I was like, maybe well, my body like amazing. thought I knew, needed that. I needed some release.
2: And you do. You, I, I have a video. I can't remember what app it's on. I think it's on the Unplug app. But I did a fearful flying Ooh, EFT. I need this. <laughs> You got to get that. Um, I need to do it too. Uh, it's like a 10 minute meditation. and um, I think, and what I also have you do is visualize yourself. So it's a, a meditation that's meant to be done when you're sitting at the airport and, but you can, you can do it at home before, but then you also are visualizing yourself already in the place that you're going. So, and by the way, I've had Major fear flight for many years. I had one very mm-hmm. scary plane ride. Um, and it, to be honest, it didn't even end up being scary, but it was just so crazy turbulence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really shocking and scary. And after that, I, I had a lot of anxiety flying. And to be honest, I don't really have it anymore. And I've done a lot of tapping, I've done a lot of meditation around it. And I think one of the main things for people who have fear of flying is it's, it's the feeling of not being in control. Um, that I think is what is really actually coming up for most people like sure. Turbulence sure, it's uncomfortable sometimes, or it can make you feel a little sick or, you know, whatever. But I think what it comes down to more than anything for people is that there's this fear of not being in control.
1: I don't like feeling trapped. Like that's my, that's almost why I wanted to start talking about like trauma and how you deal with emotions in your body. Because I think like I just keep going back and forth with like feeling trapped or I have an emotion that I feel is stuck. Or like, for example, my fear of elevators or like when I'm on the plane, it's the fact that like, what if something happens? And like, what if I get anxiety? It's like the fear of getting anxiety or the feel of being stuck in my own mind. And like these, I know these are like deeply rooted emotions that I just need to let out. And yeah, so tapping, like, I guess, I don't You're know. avoiding it right now. So I would ask you how, if you were given, how long ago were you given this assignment by your coach? Um, Probably three, maybe two weeks, three weeks ago. <laughs> two or three. Yeah. So there's a
2: part of you that actually doesn't want to let go of this old, whatever you'd want to call it, if it's the feeling of stuckness, because you had just said a fear of being stuck in my own mind. So you have to do because being on a plane is not like, I get that if you have a fear of being in enclosed spaces, but if it's more, you said, and I don't know if it was an intentional or a slip, (laughs) but you a fear of being stuck in my own mind so what your work is then if i was somebody that was just observing and hearing you your work is then that you're avoiding going into your own mind and giving yourself this permission to move some of these old programs
1: yeah does yeah. that make sense? does that fit does that feel no it does but like i i'm really willing to like when i'm doing meditation and i get i I'm like willing to like feel what comes up and try and release it. Or when I do acupuncture, like when I've had someone do Reiki on me, I feel like the emotions start to release and I feel more grounded and just more in alignment. I think what's tapping, I'm not sure I'm doing it, right? Or maybe I don't know what's going to come up or maybe that's I'm doing it on myself. I don't know what it is with tapping. Okay, so I'm going to focus just on this for a minute.
2: Okay. And so I want you to close your eyes. And anyone listening can join this as well. I want you to take a few nice, deep, connective breaths. So letting your body receive as you inhale and just letting go. You can open the mouth if you want as you exhale, just releasing any excess. Any feelings of stagnation or heaviness in the body, just let go on the exhale. And as you inhale allow your whole body to receive new energy new space new awareness Now allow the whole body to begin from the crown of the head the top of the head to begin receiving light As you inhale, energy going down the body. And as you exhale, the energy continues to flow down the body. A nice healing, opening, refreshing sensation of light. Just making that breath. Work its way down the body, filling every cell, muscle, fiber, tendon, bone with this light. Making its way down towards the feet. Maybe one last sweep from the crown of the head all the way down and through the body. Just letting go, creating space, receiving light. Without effort, just a soft awareness, begin to focus on your heart space. Allow the heart to receive this breath, this full attention. As we go into the holiday, just asking yourself, what am I possibly avoiding right now that is for my highest good? What am I possibly avoiding right now that is for my highest good? And inhale, open your mouth, let it go, exhale. <sighs> One more question, going back into the heart space with love and acceptance and compassion for yourself. What do I need from me right now? What do I need to give me right now? What do you need most and how can you give that to yourself? A nice deep inhale. Open your mouth, exhale. And just take a moment to honor yourself, honor this breath, this space. Namaste. You can open your
1: eyes when you're ready. Thank you. Welcome. What came through for you? Um, well when you were talking about what do you need going into the holiday season, for some reason, it was just like to not be afraid of being your truest self. Like maybe mm. I'm sort of holding back or like trying to control who I am, which is why I think I get anxiety when I go places. because so I'm like afraid of just like allow, maybe not being perfect. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So like allowing myself just to like be my truest self when I'm out and about and doing these things. And then, um, it just kept saying, like, trust yourself. And you're like, what do you need from yourself? It's just like, just trust yourself. Like, just be confident in what you're doing and relax. You know, that's sort of what came to me. Felt really good. Like I felt my body relax too. and Your
2: body dropped in. And I would even say, you know, it could just be, you need to just give yourself permission to change your mindset about doing the EFT. Because what if I told you the EFT Nina is going to give you that feeling of relaxation. It's going to give yeah. you that faith to trust yourself more. It's going to give you that space to open up to being your truest self.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How cool is that? Yeah, no, for sure. Then it's just, so just, just to say for anybody, sometimes it's just a matter of like, oh shit, I got to do all this stuff because I have family coming. Oh shit, I got to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I've got to make this and do that and get this right and that Right. And if you just change your mindset a little bit of, wow, I'm so grateful that I have people that I love, that love me to invite over to my home. And you go into the energy of doing with that versus I've got to get all this done because it's Mm got to be right. And I've got to make sure that everything is ticked and and everything has a check mark. And instead to be like, how beautiful that I am going to travel and have holiday with people that I love. And even if you don't love all the people that Mm -hmm. you're going to be with, that's okay too, which is why I ask you, what can you give to yourself so that you meet your own needs rather than going out in the world and expecting others to satisfy what you need because then you'll never be met. So if you can show up for yourself in this time And give yourself these beautiful, loving breaths and connections and space and these questions so that you're constantly rising to meet yourself and your needs versus expecting other people to do it. Then you'll just end up frustrated, disappointed. It's always, it's never going to come from the external.
1: Right. Yeah. And so it's like prioritizing these things. Like for me, meditation makes me feel really good and centered. So it's like, I need to do those things when I go out this holiday season or when I'm visiting family. Yeah. Is a demand and an expectation. Mm-hmm. I choose to get. Yeah, it feels my- so much better, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like but I'm choosing to do this. Because if you yeah. say
2: I need to do meditation, it's another demand. It's another to do list. It's another expectation. I choose to do my yoga practice. I choose to meditate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I choose to bring my favorite lotions and hair shampoos because mm-hmm. it makes me happy. Meaning. Again, that's just to show people that it's just a matter of changing your mind's perspective of the thing so that you can have a loving experience in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is such a good reminder for when we're out because we get so consumed with everything that's going on that we forget to tune in and listen to what we really need, which is why these practices are so important. So I'm, I choose, I'm going to change how I was going to say it. I'm going to choose to practice the tapping because I know that it's something that's been like sitting on my mind. Like I want to try this and I want to like see what it's all about. But then also with Reiki and meditation and yoga, like where, how would you encourage our listeners? They're like, okay, I feel really good. This podcast episode has like really lit something in me. How do I start exploring some of these like emotional release techniques? Absolutely. So I would say first, you know, There's so much online. Um, There's a guy who I
2: love on um, YouTube and his name is Brad Yates. last name is Y-A-T-E-S. And I love him for tapping. Um, And I mean, I tap on myself because I have done it for so many years, but that's a really amazing free tool for anybody. I think I have some videos, but I'm not very good Mm -hmm. (laughs) at knowing what all my stuff is. Yeah. but I do have a class on Mind Body Green. It's I rape- saw that. It's really, and I, I only say it because I worked with Mind Body Green. I love Mind Body Green, but also because I don't have the ability to like produce and create and do all that stuff in my own home yet. Um, so I partnered with them. I'm really, I say proud, but I also it's more that I feel like it's a really great tool and resource. Um, that I have put out there in the world. And a lot of people have done it and I've gotten a lot of feedback from people Mm -hmm. saying, and they repeat and you have lifetime access to it. So they're constantly playing. There's EFT videos in there. There's Reiki videos in there. Meditation. So I think that's a really yummy, delicious tool, um, and that you always have access to. And I also would really encourage people. You know, if you're in a city where you can go try something new, because sometimes all the ego needs is something that gets it out of its comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So it could like try a new dance fitness class or try a new hot yoga or just try something new a few times it and get out your of your energy own way up. so that yeah. Yeah. It shakes energy up. It shakes up your norms so that, and I, I say this cause it's stuff I, I am practicing what I preach. Um, and it's, it's always a little scary and like, Ugh, what shoes do I wear? And how do I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's really such a beautiful practice for yourself. If you have a walk that you do around your house, like take a new route. Mm-hmm. Just to, again, get out of your norm. Um, I think that's all really helpful for the ego. It just expands your capacity. I think journaling is a great exercise to commit to, to give yourself, even if it's once a week, you just sit down with a legal pad of paper and just write out how you're feeling. Um, And I mean, I have a lot of other tools and resources. I have the podcast with Ryan called Break Up With Your Bullshit. It's free. It's eight episodes. We really walk you through um, everything step-by-step. And then I have Magic Vibes, which is my... It's a spiritual company and it's based with products. And the whole reason I created it is because people ask me forever how Mm -hmm. to do new moon rituals and full moon rituals. Oh,
1: yeah. I want to get into all of that. I feel like I could have like three podcasts with you just talking about like talking all about Reiki and talking about like new moon rituals and talking about anxiety. like. Yeah, but anyway, that's a cool resource. So I'll have to dive that's into another, that. And again,
2: there's meditations in there. So I really take people step-by-step step because I've gotten to this question for so many years of how do I start? And so, you know, I to me, I wouldn't say to anyone that there's a way to start. You've already started. You're here, you're mm-hmm. alive. You're already in it. So don't worry about, am I doing this right? Is this the right person? Is this the right thing? Oh, it's eleven 11 I'm going to make a quick wish. And everyone wish with me because it's here for all of us for this moment. Beautiful. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, it's, I always want people to, I don't ever want people to feel like my way or another teacher's way or another person's way is the right way for them. I think it's really important for you to teach people to listen to themselves, to trust Mm -hmm. their intuition, to trust where they feel called. If you feel, you keep passing by this certain studio, or if you keep seeing the name of this one book, and it keeps coming into your vortex or somebody tells you to watch this certain movie or this certain documentary, I think we receive the connection through all of those different ways and all those Mm -hmm. different mediums. So I would say just maybe create a little space for yourself every day, five, 10 minutes of just quiet time for breathing and allow whatever you're shown or whatever comes through like we did today to be a guide for you.
1: And it just feels so good when you do that too. Like when I, I forget how good it feels and then when I'm in those moments when I actually do allow myself the time, like when I'm going to choose to allow myself the time to do tapping, I'll like, remember how good it feels and how much it's serving me. Yes. And that's what I try and just tell my clients too. It's like, and I read something on your blog before we started just about how people say like, I can't do it or it's not going to happen to me. It's like drop all of the shoulds and just like put your body into it and and try like five to 10 minutes and see how it feels and just keep going from there. And so, I'll tell you, you know, even as a, as a quote unquote teacher of all this
2: stuff, probably every day, I resist something that's good for me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have time to meditate, even though I actually know it's what I need. Oh, I really, I don't want, I'm so tired. I don't want to get up and move my body. But every time, I love this quote, I used to own fitness studios and it was, I really regret that workout said no one ever. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> it's so true. So I remember that every time I don't want to because we all, we all have these, T- abilities inside of us to push through our own resistance. It's more just like giving yourself that space to say, okay, I'm probably going to resist this for the first 10, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And then. And that's okay. That's okay. Like that's, it's almost like let that be part of it. Let that be yeah. part of the whole process. Instead of trying to be like, well, I'm resisting so much. So it means I shouldn't do it. It's like maybe just give yourself a chance and an opportunity. And if after 30, 45 minutes you're like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Then fine. You've, you, at least you showed up in that way for yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you said that because I wanted to go back and just remind people that like you go through that too and it's not, it's just like those people can do this but I'm not one of those people. It's like, no, like we all have this ability and it's all inside and we just have to be patient and if like if it's not working that day, it's not working that day doesn't mean you can't do it. And it doesn't
2: mean that it's, that you won't, you don't get to try or show up for yourself in either the same way or a different way tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes I know I just really need a bath. And sometimes I even resist a bath where I'm like, why resist a fucking
1: bath? I'm in that (laughs) moment right now where I am like, I don't really feel like meditating. Like I know I need, I want to, but I don't really feel like it or I want to work out. But I also am like, I kind of want to just sit on the couch. And I think it's the weather changing and the time change here, whatever, but I've caught myself. And so I'm Like I just called my cousin the other day and was like, "Hey, can I go do like weightlifting with you?" Like I just need something to shake up my energy. And you just saying that's like a a good reminder. And I think even the season we're in right now, it's like sometimes we just gotta shake it up and just go with it.
2: If you need and if you need slowing, like I really think that there's a beauty and tenderness as well with yourself. It's like really to know yourself. And I've found for me, usually there's like it's like a, a really thin line between resistance and like realness, like I'm really actually tired. And for me, mm-hmm. it's going to serve me for a week, to go into a very nurturing mode where I'm not going to work out and I'm going to let myself just watch binge out on Netflix and I'm going to eat soups. And I'm just going to like be around the people that I love and hold my energy tight because I need that. But it's a really fine line because then there are times where I'm saying that, but I'm actually just resisting mm-hmm. going out and being out in the world. So I think you just have to, sometimes it's just like, just try. And if it's mm-hmm. like, ooh, that was too much to go to a dinner party. Okay. I'm going to take it easy for a few days and see where I land in a few days.
1: And I always feel it in my body. Like you said, with the phone thing, like, or that energy, I always feel a certain like resistant energy, like icky feeling. And that's when yeah. I know. It's like, I don't just need that to nourish me. I'm, I'm just resisting it. Yeah. I've like, actually- gone too far. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for staying on and talking. I know Liz had to run for a little bit. Like I said, I could have like a million different conversations with you, but we can save that down a future episode. A future episode. Thank you so much. And I just yeah. want to
2: do a shout out to you as well. I'm sure your listeners feel this, but you really have inspired me to get my podcast Aww. started. So I just want to thanks. acknowledge you and say thank you mm-hmm. and to Liz so much for being brave and putting out yourselves into this world and this medium, because as somebody who's not there yet, but it can be a little bit scary to start it. So I just honor both of you and thank you for what you've done to get there.
1: Well, you're welcome. That makes me feel really good to know that we have like added a little inspiration for your future podcast. Yes, and I'm sure to all your that. listeners. So thank you yeah, very much. You're welcome. We can't wait to listen to it. We'll be your biggest fans. The Finding Your Shine people will be like the first ones to listen. <laughs> so much gratitude. The smile on my face is very, very epic and big right now. <laughs> well, I hope that you have a great rest of your afternoon. And thanks again for coming and chatting with us today. Thank you so much. Lots you're of love welcome. to you you welcome. All right. Bye. See ya. Hoping that you guys really enjoyed that episode with Kelsey. I am not joking. She is definitely one of my favorite, favorite spiritual coaches. Um, I just feel really cozy when I'm with her. And I just— She's such a channel. She truly— Like, is so kind from the inside out. And hopefully, you guys could feel that through the podcast episode. And I hope that you guys really enjoyed that breathwork exercise at the end. This is just a reminder that I am sponsoring this episode with 10% off my private and group tarot reading sessions. So, if you are interested in diving into this world and getting a reading, contact me either over on Instagram at Nourished with Nina, or you can find more information on my website www.nourishedwithnina.com or just message me, um, email me at nourishedwithnina at gmail.com. All right, we will catch you with a new episode next week and we can't wait to talk to you then.